Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, Pay. Jury. Daily. Dot com. Nailed it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to the Justin Robert Young Podcast. My name is Justin Robert Young. We do it on the daily every single day. I check in with you. I feel like this is something that is it is special. It is divine. It is unique. Our ability to continue to monitor each other's existence. We got some crazy emails, so we're, we're probably going to keep this segment a little short. Uh, you know, busy day today. Is one of them days where you uh, look back and you're like, oh, man, you know, it turns out I have a lot to do. <laughs> we got uh, this, then the live stream. I'm pretty much rocking and rolling from right now until I would guess probably around eight or nine in the in the in, in the evening Pacific time. And we are at about nine. So, yeah, I would say it's about a, a, a 12-hour rock block here for me coming up. Got this live stream, interview, early night attack, which is normally, it's going to be weird because, like, normally, like, night attack's my, my relaxation uh, uh, because I can be a little looser. All I have to do is be funny and just have a good time with my friends. But then I go into debate live streaming, and that's going to be who boy. Uh, I, I'm, I low key think it's going to be boring. But I had to make predictions anyway. And you can check those out on the, on the podcast. But anyway, that's what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious for, from you guys and, and, and for people with like actual problems, people with like, you know, uh, kids and high stress jobs and air traffic controllers. Like. You know, how do you manage stress? How do you manage when you know that you are a little overheated? How do you manage it? Because most of my life, I feel like the only way I've managed it is just by ignoring it, which I know by the book, you know, is is uh, pretty unhealthy. Like you shouldn't do that. that that's, that's like the textbook thing that you should not do is just ignore the fact that you're under stress. But that's what I do. I don't know. It's But it's worked well for me. I don't, now I'm like psychoanalyzing myself, and I'm like, well, yeah, just because you've survived and maybe even thrived, imagine what you could do if you actually, like, you know, dealt with your emotions seriously. Well, all right, me. Why don't you just stop? Why are you doing this on the podcast? Right? I mean, we could have done this in my head at any given time, but no, you had to start saying it now. Hey, look, man, no need to get upset. I'm just telling you that, that maybe there could be a more healthy worldview that you could adopt. Well, maybe you could save it for a different time, okay? How about that? 
No need to get cross. All right, so this one isn't so much a news story, but it is something that uh, was being talked about on our Jury Stories Discord, and I want to give a big shout-out to Sun Bun, who brought this to our attention. But apparently there's a little bit of a fight going on, a little bit of a scrum, a little bit of an issue, okay? And that is over some new beer that is being issued by Stillwater Artisanal Brewery. In Baltimore, Maryland. The most politically fractious thing happening in Baltimore right now. They just put out a new line of beers called the Takeout Series. It is, uh, in and of itself, an imperial stout, a ghost, and an IPA. A double IPA, I guess. But they are all inspired by and have flavor palettes from Chinese takeout. So the the double IBA is duck sauce with apricot, plum, pineapple, and ginger. The uh, uh, ghost is a general ghost with orange peel, chili, sea salt, and MSG, which is a funny little gimmick. And then the Imperial Stout is the Kung Pao Imperial Stout with Szechuan peppercorns, chilies, ginger, and... Peanut. This has come under fire by some people on Twitter uh, because of cultural appropriation, that this is offensive, that uh, uh, to quote Jason Note on Twitter, does anyone ask the question, is this a good idea before trying something like this? Jason is a freelance author, and it looks like he writes about a lot of culture stuff, up to and including beer. He continues, beer Twitter is just showing what history's always known. If white people determine they're entitled to something, they'll just take it. Han characters they can't read, fine. Dishes they can't cook, also okay. Never mind that some uh, that someone generally considered a great packaging design to use a chop suey or chopsticks font on a can. Never mind that an acclaimed brewer is out here dropping MSG references like he's a 1950 steakhouse owner. So let's call that Stillwater can what it is. Not unfortunate, not appropriation, but racist. It's caricature and it's bullshit. But hey, it's limited edition, right? Nobody has to be held accountable because that shit has zero shelf life. Now, at the risk of sounding white here... I did not have a problem with the can. I think that there is an element of Chinese takeout that is... I mean, if... I almost want to say public domain. In the same way that an Italian guy on a pizza box is kind of public domain. There is just kind of iconography that goes along with something that has been a part of all of our lives for so long. And and by the way, I think, you know, Chinese food similar to uh, Italian food and I think it's it's like this in other regions of the world that certain kinds of food just kind of mean something different and they mean something sometimes very uh uh you know, uh, very important stuff to a lot of different people that are not Chinese. I would point to like the tradition of Jewish folks getting 
Chinese on Christmas, stuff like that. So what is that line? And is this Jason Note character uh, being overly sensitive and trying to rabble rouse, or is this indeed cultural appropriation? Well, friends, I would encourage you to go ahead and uh, check this out. Uh, 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 Jason's Twitter is uh, Noteham. Maybe it's Noteham, but N-O-T-T-E-H-A-M, and you can find Stillwater, the brewery at Stillwater underscore art. Uh, to be totally honest, I would actually, I don't know. I mean, like, the names for, for craft beer are so ridiculous anyway. They're usually so devoid of creativity. In fact, I'll, I'll tell you, there's one thing I can totally agree with Jason Note on, uh, uh, and that is he was making fun of all the, the tap names at if you go to a uh if, if if you go to a craft brewery uh he writes it's another great morning here at i don't see the problem brewing here's our tap list for today a blonde joke blonde 90s hip hop reference uh quote unquote mexican lager stolen video game ip a homage to cultures we are not a part of and nod to diversity cider/seltzer <laughs> I mean, look, I, I I think it is what it is. I'm curious to see what you guys thought about it. Sun Bun, who is Chinese, uh, uh, you know, popped it in there, uh, you know, on on the note of saying that, uh, uh, you know, he doesn't necessarily appreciate when other people, mostly white people, are explaining to him what he should find offensive. But. You know, look, that this is this is the thing that I think we will get lost with, with with stuff like this is that this isn't about yes, I'm sure if you polled people enough, you could find consensus on things that were racist. That like a plurality of the population would find racist. And I guess then you could say, "Okay, this is now racist. We are putting this scarlet racist letter on it." But in general, the, the vast majority of things are, are not up to the populace. It's up to how everybody else takes it personally. And just because they are not the majority doesn't necessarily mean that their feelings are invalid. And if somebody feels differently, it doesn't mean that their feelings are invalid. But I don't know. I always find it more of an interesting conversation than it is a destination. Like, I would rather have a good conversation about, like, this kind of stuff. But then again, I don't know. Whatever. I'm a pedantic asshole who has a daily podcast, and I got to talk about shit all the time. We have an update, friends. Uh, uh, we we were alerted for the first time ever that the uh, power pop ballad, I believe, by the band Blessed Union of Souls, indeed has an unedited version with the N-word in it. <laughs> this was a shocking discovery on the podcast yesterday. So I put the word out to DJs 
to see whether or not this was this went out on the air, whether or not we just totally forgot the fact that we were just airing the N word on uh, on on the air. And we got a couple emails back, so thank you to Chris and thank you to Andrew, who said. Uh, uh, I think I can sing I Believe If Press, and I've never heard the N-word in it. I guess I only heard the radio version. The lyric I remember is a brother from the streets, and yet it was well done enough that I never thought another version existed until today. Uh, Oh, no, I guess Andrew was just a fan. Uh, Chris was the DJ. He wrote, as a former radio DJ, uh, the N-bomb is changed in the radio edit to brother. So he's a brother from the streets. Let's go ahead and take a listen to this, because I don't know how many more times we're going to be able to play it. I'm seeing Lisa now for a little longer in. She says she'd never been so happy, but Lisa lives in fear. That one day daddy's going to find out she's in love with a nigga from the streets. Oh, how he would lose it then, but she's still... And finally, Waffleophagus writes, So you talk about how nothing is off limits on this show, huh? Let's see if I can test that. How do you deal with the fact that your mother is going to slowly die over the next eight months or so due to stomach cancer? Because honestly, I'm at a loss. I'm pretty sure I'm in denial with the exception of one emotion, uh, one emotional evening when I first found out. And as I write this, it's kind of felt like life hasn't changed much which really makes me think that I'm not handling things near as well as I should be, or correctly. So what does this look like? What is it supposed to look like? What am I supposed to do? Because I don't know. Um, Waffle, number one, everything is on, you know, is, is, you know, available to talk about right here on the show. So number one, in your face. Number two, uh, this is, you know, in the loss of a parent, you know, I, I I would say in the hierarchy of pain that we understand as somewhat commonplace or at least uh, uh, expected is probably the top, right? I mean, if you're going to rank misery, the unexpected loss of a child might only might might be the only thing that is thought to be above that. But the the biggest thing that you need to know is that there's no correct way to grieve. Everybody grieves differently. It's the reason why I always reject whenever, you know, there's something bad is happening and people want to judge uh, uh, how people are reacting to it, whether they're being mean or they're being callous, that they're not reacting the way that we would react. That's insane to me because there there is no correct way to to understand grief. Like it just racks us all differently. What I will say, Matt, is that some of your uh, thoughts there are are not uncommon. That people feel that they're being too callous, that they're not falling down and weeping. But I think that that's more of a construct of either some personalities that I think are probably the most cinematic. So we see them a lot on television and movies and stuff like that. We read about people's emotions in books so uh, we can understand a roiling tempest. But I would say, look, the best thing that you can do now is spend all the time you possibly can with your mom. That'll be the only thing that at the end of this entire process you're going to look back on and regret is if you didn't maximize the time that you had. 
Because when that's gone, that's gone forever. So I would say, don't worry so much about how you're processing what's happening. You have your entire life to do that. For right now, just focus on your mom. All right. Everybody can email me, jurydaily at gmail.com. Again, jurydaily at gmail.com. I want to thank our producers, Bill, Dustin, Robert H., Brian C. M., Trey the Melodica Man, Adam, Middle-Aged Mike, and Harry Lee Smith. Again, the email is jurydaily at gmail.com. Twitter, Instagram at Justin R. Young, and you can join our Discord, bit.ly slash jurydiscord. Friends, until tomorrow, I'd like for you to please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky Butt. Until I see you again, please don't die. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>